Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. <laughs> explosion sound. <laughs> that's two in, a, two in a row intros <laughs> with explosions. Yeah, um, that's my thing. That's because this podcast's on fucking fire. Right. I think so. Hopefully. Shit. Um, don't look. It, it, it pollutes the process. Yeah, we don't, we don't read our own reviews. We're not about numbers. We're about love yeah. energies. We're about the process. Whenever everyone says that, I'm like, and I've tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> um, today's episode, is it art? Speaking of the process, yeah. actually very important. Yeah, it is. We went to LACMA, LA County Museum of Art. Now, is it? I've always said LACMA. Does matter. it matter? Nope. Yeah. See, that's another thing. I'm so nervous about I art. guess if you say LACMA, then you're saying it's Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it should be LACMA because it's Los Angeles. Yeah, not yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, LACMA, for those that don't LACMA. know, the L.A. County Museum of Art. Big-ass, fancy, pretentious-ass museum. Oh, yeah, you get nervous walking in there. Not me. I okay. love it. Oh, that's right. You are art. Right. So <laughs> we went to it. We took our friend Mike Black, who's a very funny comic mm-hmm. and uh, an enjoyer of th- all things visual. Mm-hmm. And we went and looked at art, and then we talked about it, what art is, what it means, why it turns people off, stuff like that. Yeah, it should be. Um, we wanted to do the episode because I'm. you're an artist. Yep. Like... Um, in this, in the like traditional drawing, right. went to art school. Yep. Like you're an artist in that sense. Yes. And I don't know anything about art. Right. So, and we've talked about it kind of over the years. And I always have questions and stuff. And we're like, fuck this. Let's go. Let's do an episode about art. You know a ton. I don't know anything. And there's a lot of people out there that are the same. Yeah. So we went to a museum. And then I was just like, I don't know what I'm looking at. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about it. Am I wrong to not like certain things? You know, am I not seeing certain things? And we kind of just go through, go through, you know, what good art is or isn't. Is it right to like it? Is it wrong? And you kind of, you kind of just break it down into like, you like what you like. I try to simplify. I kind of try to simplify the thing. I try to make, I want to make art uh, inclusive because I think it is inclusive. Mm -hmm. If you, if you just look at it in the right way and it's uh, it's a lot of fun it's yeah. fun Pe- el- everyone out there should be able to enjoy art and have a little bit of art as a part of their life it makes your life a little better it and does. i don't want people to be put off by it it's cool so if you're afraid of art this is the episode for you <laughs> there's guaranteed there's a phobia that's like fear of art oh there has to people be. are afraid of clown paintings yeah yeah so yeah yeah um so yeah, this is a fun episode. Um, the, you know, don't don't be afraid of just even the title. You're like, oh god, an art episode. This is gonna <laughs> get stuffy and boring. Nah. Um, yeah, we don't sit there and and break down, you know, paintings and movements. I don't use yeah. words like formalism. Yeah, we're not gonna. It's not gonna go over your heads because uh, we're not smart enough. Right, and I I, I would have just been completely silent during it because <laughs> I'm like, I can't offer anything. I cannot <laughs> offer anything to this episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was fun. I I enjoyed it. I it made me like feel like an asshole for not going to to Lacma more because yeah. it's right down the street. It's free on Tuesdays. A museum membership is actually pretty good. It's worth yeah. the, it's worth the dough. I felt good. I felt good about just going. I was like, yeah, I learned two or three things that I otherwise fucking wouldn't have. There's always food trucks around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and every goddamn city has a museum, so go to one. Yep. Um, where do they go to find us, Kevin? Uh, they, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us, most importantly, on All Things Comedy, the great comedy network that let us have a podcast there, full of great podcasts. Please check all of them out. 
uh, allthingscomedy.com. You can also find us on si- SoundCloud, which links to All Things Comedy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And But also, you can just go to SoundCloud and find us. Yeah. And, yeah, I think we're going to be on Stitcher soon. Is that true? Yeah, we're uh, we're waiting on the Stitcher thing. Uh, for those of you who hate iTunes, <laughs> which yeah, a few of you so are just mad like, about it. What about us non-iTunes people? They always refer to themselves as not a slave of Steve Jobs. Yeah. Which okay, whatever. It's like you're af- like you're afraid of like simple, easy ways to use well a computer. Well, I think it just means you got the droid. Which okay, yeah. Or you know your way around computers. In which case, go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. We take your questions about downloading things and we forward them to someone else as fast as exactly. we can. Exactly. Thank you. We, all things comedy. <laughs> we can't do any of that stuff. We are Thank so dumb when it comes to that. Not good at it. Um, but we're uh, we know how to use Twitter, so you can find us on there. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Kevin G Christie. Um, I'm at Nick Youssef, N-I-C-K-Y-O-U-S-S-E-F, um, NickYousef.com. Contact at Nick Youssef if you want to email me stuff. I've had a couple of people email me band suggestions and music oh stuff. Really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, so it's cool. Um, and I've checked a couple things out. Um, but, yeah, keep that stuff coming, man. It's fun. What do you have coming up gig-wise? Uh, I am in shit, San Antonio <laughs> and Austin with – Whitney Cummings, I want to say like the 23rd and 24th of November. Okay. So come and check us out there. I'm not, they'll go to WhitneyCummings.com to get those dates together. Austin, Texas is such a great city. Yeah, I've never been. I'm excited. Oh, dude, you're going to eat so much goddamn barbecue. I'm going to love it. So oh, that damn it. Don't not go to gonna Austin. Happen. Yeah, I'm wasting <laughs> that experience. <laughs> you are just going to You know sit what? There. I may break there. <laughs> oh, we'll see. You'd have to at least try one barbecue. Yeah, place. maybe I'll just lick some meat and yeah. not ingest it okay i think that's fair i think <laughs> you'd you your vegetarianism would still be intact yeah uh, according to the rules of me nick you a carnivore yep <laughs> um i'm at the uh, comedy zone in charlotte this weekend november 7th through 9th with bobby lee enough that's about fun. bobby lee um <laughs> and uh so yeah i'm there all weekend and then what else what we got our show in december Oh, yeah, December 4th, we're at uh, the American Comedy Co. in San Diego. Yeah, come me to and, that. Me and Nick Youssef together. If you're a fan of the show, come ch- come see us both. It's going to be fun. We'll be doing stand-up, by the way. It's not going to be a live podcast. We're just going to be co-headlining the night. Um, so, yeah, come to that if you live in San Diego or near. It should be a good show. December 4th at 8 p.m. Um, and now, is it art? Is it art? I don't know. Thank you for listening. We're going to find out. Yeah, shit. maybe let's have less TV on <laughs> in the background like, while we do. No, nah, fuck uh, it. Rattling, <laughs> rattling yeah. candy wrappers and TV on. And yeah, this is just the background noise podcast. <laughs> you guys just have to figure out what we're talking about while the TV's on. Maybe some dogs barking. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh-huh. sure there'll be that. There people doing construction. To the keen observer, what am I too real? Is it too real? To the keen listener, you'll be able to hear a dog attempting to rape all of us at different points. Oh, you want some heavily produced metallic Pro Tools crap? Is that what you want? You want crap? <laughs> That's what the people want. I don't it's think my fans, my listeners want oh. that. They want authentic <laughs> grit. 
They come for grit. True grit. True what? grit. That's what we should have named the podcast. Damn it. Uh, Where were we on that? It's not going to get any uh, grittier than me trying to open this gummy saver sour. Like right <laughs> right into microphone. the microphone. Get the get the wrapper closer to the microphone. That's as close <laughs> as I could get it. <laughs> I tried my best. See, that was so real. You know what was weird about LACMA? Okay. Which is the L.A. County Museum of Art. Field trip episode, guys. We went on a field trip. Yes. We went to the L.A. County Museum of Art. What did you find weird about it? That, because um, we're talking about noise right now. It okay. wasn't like dead quiet. No. You know how museums are supposed to be quiet? It's a, I, get, I think it's a, I don't see you say they're supposed to be, but like why? I think we just feel that way because we're. I we're, thought they were like libraries where you have to, you know. No, they're not. Quietly they're, observe art. You I can think, be as loud as you want. I think it's really. The, yeah. All the security oh. guards make you think that. Yeah. You just assume it's like, well, they wouldn't have these people. And here. nothing has, no, no, you know, it's all, I mean, it's all just fucking painting. So nothing yeah. is, there's no volume on any of the. Yeah. Well, there's some sound art. We saw that one. Thing. Oh, that annoying hand thing. Doesn't have to be annoying, but yeah, it was. It was annoying. <laughs> yeah. That one had We're to. We're here with Mike Black. Hello. Uh, one we of covered our all this during the intro. Best friend. Oh, you did it? Yeah. That? We covered all that during TV. the intro. <laughs> Sorry. Did you? Um, oh, okay. But yeah, the, I mean, we did see some sound art. So that's, I mean, not quiet. But yeah, in a museum, you feel like you should be quiet. But that's an assumption. As I will say, there's lots of assumptions about being around art especially modern art that I think people have that's not actually true. Did you yeah. did either of you ask the ticket guy is it cool to be noisy no. around the art? No. no, I just assume that I have to be quiet like a <laughs> yeah, library. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Museum security guards are are a that's an odd beat. Yeah. I think they're just like random people that need a job. My friend Justin wa- worked at the Getty. He was a museum security guard. And the thing is your job is to just tell people not to touch stuff. Yeah. But then when they do, you can't do anything. Like, he, he told me a story where uh, there was a, a David Hockney piece that's like hundreds and hundreds of photographs that could c- create one image. And someone just walked up to it and pulled one of them off because it was just taped to the wall. Like, oh, they just got it stuck on there with double stick tape. And he was just like, didn't even know what to do. Oh, my which God. Is like, wow. Whoa! And, like, he wasn't allowed to, like, go put it back on. They had to call one of the, like, conservators. Oh, had yeah. to be a whole thing. It's... There's art. There's such a weird behavior and set of like standards around art because of how much money's involved. Yeah. I mean, when we were wow. there, we saw a lady. That's weird that it's okay for the guy to have yanked it off. Like, yeah. There's not a lot of like repercussion on his end. Yeah. But the repercussion for the museum is huge, where it's they have huge. to like call an expert in. Yeah, and, it costs them know. money. But like the guy doesn't get in trouble. He's not convicted of vandalism. You think with with like installations like that they'd be under more of like a protective guard or behind a display like a glass I mean, display or at something? this point unless it's a child everyone knows you're not supposed to touch this i've stuff. never not seen children at a museum though yeah but then there's usually always that risk the security stays super close to them they're usually an adult with them saying like don't t- everyone don't touch and that's like super serious but like we saw some lady at lakma touch one of the paintings yeah like she just, just fucking rubbed it she just wanted weird. to touch the canvas Touched this big, beautiful, abstract painting they have in the permanent co- modern collection, and she just touched it, man. I There's remember a, part a of me friend of mine doing that on a field trip when I was a kid, and telling me, like, I watched him do it, and I was just aghast, and I'm sure he could see on my face yeah. how revolted I was. And he was like, "Oh, I'm a tactile learner." I was Whoa. Like, you're an asshole. I will say this: <laughs> for some reason, and I, this, I feel this way in my heart. 
yeah. because I'm an artist, I'm allowed to touch stuff. <laughs> And well, I've done you it. know how to touch it yeah, or like something? I've yeah. done it's cool, it, guys. I've done it not <laughs> thinking. I've done it like not. I've been at like a gallery and like touched the frame or like touched the thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's good finish. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why? You caught yourself doing that. Yeah, I'm like, that. you can't touch that. But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm I fine. Almost, I almost touched a frame. And then I was like, wait, that's probably not allowed either. Because yeah, I wanted to know yeah. if it was wood or metal. And then I, I was literally heading towards yeah, it. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's probably not allowed as well. <laughs> but the part of me, okay, when I saw that lady touch the big abstract painting, I was like, yes. Because there's something <laughs> so childlike about it where yeah. she's like, I like that. I want to touch it. And that to me is in a weird way. What the art's supposed to do, especially yeah. when you're talking like weird suit, like mo- what's considered modern art, where people are like, "What does it mean? Why should I like it? Why should I care?" It's like that lady couldn't not touch that painting. Yeah, it worked. Well, I had that reaction, and I think it was enough of a reaction that it warranted the way it was mounted. But there was that painting that you and I saw that looked like a, a kind of like flattened out candy corn. Oh, it wasn't yeah, yeah. even a painting; it was a sculpture. It was a sculpture it was a, yeah. But yeah. it was like this shiny red and yellow plastic piece. Yeah. And I was like, I really want to touch that. Luckily they'd hung it where it was, it was like really high. 18 25 feet, feet high, feet, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's, I get that. There's something about that to me, pieces that you really respond to. A- everyone who talks to me, if they talk to me about art, they, they're always like really mad at modern art or whatever. And they're like, why do, why should I like this? Why should this like? It's just like a, a blue square or whatever. But it's those reactions. It's that like, kind of instinctual, reflexive thing where you're like, I want to touch that. Yeah. And I want, and I like it, and I would like it in my house. I it's it's where people get like mad is they're like, okay, I want that too, and they're like, well, how much is it? It's like, well, that would cost two million dollars. And like, oh fuck you, man. Yeah. Why is it $2 million? Just put a blue square in my house. Yeah, why does the, it, that's, why that's, do you have to be such a dick about it? It's the my eight-year-old could have done that thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like yeah. they couldn't actually, but yeah. I get what you're saying. Because it looks like yeah. basic, yeah, like a yeah. basic almost stick figure like drawing sometimes. Yeah. Or like just shapes and circles. And you're like, I wonder anybody how many can art do that. dealers have to go, well, then do it. Yeah, I mean, Fine, it must it. be you think unbelievably so frustrating for people whose job it is to sell art. We go yeah. through that in comedy. I'm sure musicians oh, yeah. and all. Yeah, like, oh, that guy's not funny. It's like, well, then you go up there and be <laughs> that. It's a weird thing with any art where, like, at least half the people watching are going, I can do this. Well, yeah, th- when you make it look very it. easy yeah. yeah, or something. Yeah. Then I you're mean, like, oh, I could do that. It's I like, remember no. early on watching, like, Nick Swartzen and just it looked really effortless the way he did it. Yeah. And yeah. even if it is for him, it's still incredibly difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not that. The amount of that steps you need to take to even get to where, you yeah, know, the level of comfort, effortless. writing, all that shit. Also, you have to, I mean, the thing is like, okay, I like a lot of abstract paintings that look like stick figures and just some paint thrown around. Yeah. But I know for a fact the people making it have very skilled artistic brains, abilities. So their version of something simple is better. Yeah, it just is. It's like it's like it's like a great a Jimi Hendrix playing chopsticks on the guitar, even though it's a simple song or I don't know, whatever. A, the simplest guitar song played by Jimi Hendrix is going to be a million times better than if your eight year old did it. Or, you know, Elton John's a great piano player or something. If he plays chopsticks, it's going to be better. It's not right. about how they simple. Have, there's a way that they discern between what they leave in and what they leave out. Yeah. And, like, is it the Miles Davis quote about I. I'm paid for playing the notes. I'm paid for the notes I don't play. Yeah. 
where it's like, yeah, it's like that's what separates him from any other schlub who, yeah. you know, yeah. picks up an instrument, you know. I had a, a teacher uh, at, at an art school named David Luce. He was a really good painter and a great teacher. But he was like, he was, he was showing us some of his, his big, huge landscape paintings. And he was saying, he's like, oh, the space between the marks, that's where I live. And like, that's what's yeah. interesting to him is like those gaps and stuff like that. And it's like that's not the way your eight-year-old thinks. <laughs> yeah, right. like your eight-year-old's not considering those things. Or you have the raddest eight-year-old ever. Yeah, maybe your eight-year-old is super genius. Yeah, maybe it's possible. Yeah. So I took a picture, like you said, remember a few things. Yeah, because I know nothing really about art. Right. Um, and then I took pictures of some stuff either that was like this absolutely does nothing for me, but why are four people staring at it? Right. And have been <laughs> okay. looking at it for fifteen minutes. Okay. And one of them was one of those like drawing things. I know this is hard because it's a an audio podcast, but I'm just showing Kevin real oh, fast. Okay. Yeah, I remember that one. And then the guy's name is right next to it. But that was one where I looked at it and I'm like, this does absolutely nothing. It's just a, it looked like a bunch of like circles or ovals in different colors just thrown onto a canvas. Yeah. And I'm like, this made it into this giant and museum. And it really is like childlike when you yeah, look lo- at it. It looks yeah. like a, like, like when you like do watercolors or whatever in it, like fifth grade when they're like. It looks like a child's watercolor that yes. you would see in a refrigerator. It's by Alexei von Jowlensky. Yes. But the re- oh, here's why it's, here's why it matters or why it's probably in a museum. It's done in 1916. Okay. So contextually, uh-huh. people weren't doing that shit, especially in cool. Russia. So she was doing it before it was cool. Or probably he, it's no way it was a woman, yeah. not yeah. in Russia. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. It's like that. It's so that's much so of that art stuff is like you look at uh, it's it's matters when they did it and like if they were the first one. It's it's similar to Andy Kaufman. Okay. Yeah. It's or or the way letter or Letterman style. Yeah, or the Lenny joke Bruce that's not the, the joke that's not funny that he's it's funny when he does it. Like anybody yeah. want free ham? Like yeah. he's throwing, and you're like, why you're so funny? Like uh-huh. he, it's it's different when they do it, and and but it matters that you know they did it first, right? And it's about the context. But yeah, a lot of that stuff you look at, you're like, huh, okay, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. but and again, and you have to also take into account. These are the things people don't realize about museums. Museums have to buy all this stuff. And there's only so much of it from, like, the famous artists. So a lot of times, like the Getty, for instance, they bought a lot of art really late in the game by museum standards. So they were basically overpaying for, like, secondary-level master paintings. Like, they're buying Van Gogh's that were worth $10 They're paying $100 because they had the money. So you're not always – just because a famous guy's painting is in a thing, you're not always seeing, like, the dopest thing they ever did. Right. It's just – it's important for them to have this person in their collection – so it's the best they got. And, you know, the artist isn't there to be like, yeah, I did that in like a day. <laughs> like, you know, like like I remember once in school, we were looking at the the famous Uncle Sam painting, the I Want You painting. Yeah. And we're, we're all, it was a painting class. And the teacher goes, he goes, he goes, we all can draw. We all draw not about this well. This is about an afternoon's worth of work. Oh, really? Yeah. He's yeah. like, it's, a, it's gouache and watercolor. This guy could, the guy James Montgomery flag could draw his ass off. He goes, we all look at this. We know about the, how long this takes. This is about an afternoon. This is three, four hours if you're hot, like if you're really kicking ass. He's like, but it's so super big and iconic. It's become bigger than the amount of work it was. Right. But yeah. that's the thing. When you're in a museum, you got to, it, it depends on what they have, which works they have. Like I, like we went upstairs at LACMA, I didn't realize this floor was there. I've been going to LACMA for years. So <laughs> and there's a fucking floor above the modern area that is just 
packed out. Can I say that? That's the I've, one thing I've, I remember from that museum from yeah. going there years ago. That's the floor I remember. Well, that's the thing they probably made you go to on a field trip. Yes. Like, and elementary school's like, we need to look at the maskers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think feel that's exactly like the only reason we went up that floor was so you could watch me go upstairs. <laughs> and, and, and like, you, you may still not know about that I thought that to floor myself, if you, if you these had... are a lot of stairs for Mike. <laughs> Is there an elevator? There actually was. On, on our way back down, I was like, fuck, there's the elevator. Yeah. That was the most <laughs> annoying part of that floor. Well, because, yeah, museums are chock full of elevators and escalators. That's why I've never gone up there because I've only ever seen the stairs to go up there. Yeah. And so you go up there. It is fucking packed out with a huge, huge, huge European like major Renaissance like, oh, yeah. shit. I mean, there's Rembrandt. There's yeah. like three there were, Rembrandts. There's a door made out of gold. I was excited up there. to <laughs> recognize that. I'm like, hey, you have I know three that. to four Rembrandts, yeah. which, by the way, are unbuyable. I don't yeah. care if you have a billion. If you have a Rem, you could maybe buy a Rembrandt at this point for like a half a billion dollars. Oh, let's get some money together. Yeah, <laughs> they have Franz Halls. I mean, and right now there was when I was in school, my te- a teacher of mine used to say she had to copy the masters when you're in school. Franz Halls makes you want to paint. Rembrandt makes you want to quit. <laughs> and so I, uh, they always put them near each other, and it's mm-hmm. I fucking I love it's great. But that, yeah, that upstairs had some serious, seriously high yeah. level. I mean, this is all like Renaissance style representational painting, and then like you know, it's religious stuff. Yeah, That's what I, I was thinking about. I, cause I've all, you know, people, especially people that don't maybe don't like art a lot, and especially don't enjoy modern art, they always point to like the Renaissance as like, well, back then the painters were so much better, uh-huh. and they're like, those were the true masters. But conceptually, they were all painting the same ideas. It was all Bible stuff. It was Jesus, yeah. the nativity scene, yeah, or the crucifixion, were, or anything in between. In I his majored life. in illustration, and there was a big distinction when I was in school between illustrators and fine artists. That one, illustrators weren't fine artists. But if you think about it, the Renaissance painters were just book illustrators. They were all doing religious illustrations. But that's no where the yeah. money was at back then, right? Yeah, that's the only way you could make money. Yeah. So, but no one calls Michelangelo an illustrator. They call him. I call artist. him a punk. Yeah. They call him a <laughs> tiny little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> paint Mark. that ceiling, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, paint that ceiling, you Mark ass buster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. It's it's all all of that stuff is religious art, which I that you only for me personally, I you, I admire the craft of it, the level of completions. Those paintings took like a year apiece. Uh-huh. And so I look at them and I'm just like staggered at the amount of work. Yeah. The yeah. When you forget about the the religious depiction or whatever. Cause like a friend of mine was like, I'm tired of looking at all this Jesus stuff or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, you look beyond that and how like well made a lot of it is well, like, you know, as a, as like someone who knows nothing about art and cannot draw, I'm, I'm never not amazed at when someone makes a painting look like there's actual light coming out of it. Right. Yeah. To yeah. me as like just a viewer, I'm always like, that's so cool. How did you do that? <laughs> Yeah. Like a candle that looks like it's lighting up a room or something. Yeah. Never not going to impress me. Yeah. Yeah. People love that shit. Yeah. I like can all, I mean, no, I, it's an easy, it's all my entire life. It's been an easy. Oh game. yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet to you. Just it's like whatever. And game. I'm like, Whoa, I want to, if I want to impress somebody, just draw something and make it look like how it looks. Uh-huh. And they're just like, Wah! Wah! yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I'm fucking, I could not. Feel more grateful for any skill I have. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Whew, I love it so much. <laughs> That's so but yeah, great. like, I, but also with those religious paintings, you have to look into. There's like a lot of metaphors. Those guys are were basically sneaking in. Okay, example. Well, they use the way they'll use they'll use drapery or they'll put like 
a bowl somewhere or they'll put fruit somewhere. They'll, they'll put something natural or unnatural in the way of something natural. They're like subtle, uh-huh. subliminal kind of things they were trying to say within having to complete the job of like a religious painting. Where you put the hand, the color of the drapery, like all these things meant something. And because they the paintings took so much time, nothing could be arbitrary. People would show up to like the the unveiling of these paintings like it was a movie. I mean, it was like a big deal. And so everything is really, really uh, each thing's super, super important. If you like want to get super obsessed with it, mm-hmm. it's all kind of there. So it, that's the thing. If you're not into like the religious aspect of it, there's still tons and tons to look at. But yeah, after a while, you're like, okay, which saint is this again? All right. Okay, this is uh, him being. I mean, you you, you watch like Peter the Apostle. Uh, that guy shows up in so many paintings. You're like, okay, all right. I made the observation while we were there of uh, I was like, how crazy would it be for an illiterate person to go into a museum and try to piece together the story of Jesus <laughs> just, just based that. off the artwork? Yeah, because yeah. it it would really be wildly yeah. contradictory. Well, it's all just people kind of crying and then standing around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of standing around. Basically, we yeah. know Jesus rocked. Do yeah. You, like, everyone was were just all, We were always thrilled. looking at him. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just always looking up. Yeah, everyone has a we- some it, always extreme expression. No one's ever just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I could not be here. Not a big yeah. deal. Oh, but it's, yeah. it's always like crying or awe. <laughs> but or, they're rarely yeah. smiling. And they're actually, ra- they're actually it's painting back then. You rarely see a face that's like, really contorted because it was too hard to paint that except for like judas or something where yeah, he's yeah, off yeah, in a yeah. corner judas like just had <laughs> to be super ugly looking yeah or pissed or like conspiring yeah or something i mean i love as i get older i actually like that kind of art more and more mm. i think in a weird I, and i notice this with a lot of my friends is you get a little like more conservative art wise as you get a little older oh really yeah because yeah. it's, it's similar to music is a lot of like that kind of throwing paint around stuff is stuff young artists do to get noticed. Uh-huh. It's like a young punk group or a young rock band. In the beginning, it's just about energy and rebellion and getting what. What's the like? What's the kind of most audacious thing I can do to get noticed? So like in ten you, years, you're going to be painting like a bowl of grapes. Maybe. I mean, I fuck, <laughs> I fuck around and draw flowers and shit now. Oh shit! Like I drew a bush yesterday, man. No like way. I, like I that stuff. Is I don't, there an anarchy sign in it? No. Okay. You're but like old. I get that stuff is never not interesting. Uh-huh. So like kind of like trying to come up with something that's cool isn't as interesting to me because I re- cool's pretty pretty transient. Uh-huh. I think too there's there's always the challenge of realism. It's like I I've yet to see anyone paint a grape that was photorealistic where it's like to the point where it's like oh that looks exactly like yeah. an actual grape. Look, I've seen it real real close. Yeah. But I've never actually seen someone match it. And it's like, I I think there's always going to be something to push for, I guess, even on the simplest I sort of... S- I mean, drawing realistically, ha- it, there's a meditative quality to it that is... A, a, a can't, I can't really compare it to anything else. Like, when I sit... If I'm sitting and try... Like, I, if I, I just did a... I had to do a portrait job for um, this the magazine The Atlantic. To do a portrait of Norman Rockwell, and like sitting there trying to make it look like him is like it's like a it's super because you have to focus really hard. It's like it's I don't know what medita- I've never meditated, but it I think that's pretty close because yeah. you're just your mind can't do a whole lot else. 
Uh-huh. You really just have to focus the whole time on that thing, and it's it's really really peaceful, like really peaceful. It's stressful. You're wanting to do a good job, and when you fuck up, you get really pissed, or I do. But like you're just like it's a very quiet space, and it's really nice. And every artist <laughs> I know, I had a teacher. She taught rendering. Rendering is like trying to make things look super realistic, and she's like, you know, just painting with music on in the background like you can't get a lot better than that to me really because it's yeah. just a quiet you're doing something but it's like it's it's so simple because you're just trying to match what you're just looking at you're like and you're just trying to match that shape to that shape to that shape to that shape to that shape and it's fucking i can't it's i feel so safe <laughs> like i feel so <laughs> like calm and safe and like centered while doing it yeah, because you're in you're, you're in total. You have all every ounce of control. Basically, it's really, really satisfying. Like I wish I because the thing is, you can't actually learn to draw even if you're not born able to draw. You there are like things you can do. You can literally get better and learn to draw. And from I to, zero from zero zero natural abilities. Yeah, there it's mostly just measuring. Uh-huh. It's it's just like learning to compare one shape to the next and the sizes of them. And you can't. And I tell people like you'd be so if you if you try to learn, you'll find it so satisfying. Yeah. Because there's something to sitting, just sitting and like making a drawing that is it's weird, man. So are there like w- when if you were like oh, I'm gonna take a, an art class? Are there like the bullshit ones that just take your money kind of art classes? Yeah, or are they're there... all pretty sincere. Okay. Because I mean, really. Yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine someone getting into that as as like a scam. Yeah. Is there a lot of money to it? No, you're mm-hmm. not going to make mm-hmm. a lot of money anyways. And teaching art is actually pretty fun. Okay. Like if you're like, I really like when I used to teach. It's really satisfying. And like, it's really, really simple. So if someone doesn't know what they're doing, it's obvious immediately. It'd be hard to scam people because uh-huh. if you're teaching the art class usually you're doing the same thing they're doing like it, when you first start you take like still life painting classes usually the teacher sits there and does it with you so you're watching them paint uh-huh. they help you while <laughs> if you they paint. paint a bunch of crap you're yeah, gonna know like, right off the bat a second yeah. <laughs> yeah so no there's it's all pretty sincere you know so like for okay for someone who knows pretty much nothing about art right What's the best way to go about going to a museum? It's like, where do you start? What do you do? I don't think. See, that's the thing. Because they can be very overwhelming if there's so much going on. They're very pretentious. Yeah. They're super pretentious. No one tells you what to do either. You just walk in. They don't do a good job of welcoming people. They They practically ignore you. Yeah. They ignore you. And they have a tendency to make people feel stupid, which is dumb. Mm -hmm. Because there's no – art's not – the art's not like necessary. <laughs> the, the thing I heard that I liked was art's not necessary, but it's essential. Mm-hmm. And there's a big fucking difference. Like I say to people, like go to a museum and just walk around and like stop at the things you like. Yeah. Like everyone feels like they'll look at a painting. They'll be like, who? I don't know if I like that. And then they'll see the name like, oh, that's a Picasso. That's a good one. No, it's not. If you didn't fucking like it, you didn't fucking like it. You yeah. don't have yeah. to. <laughs> like it could not. There's nothing. What's more subjective than art? Like it, there's just it's so subjective. You're allowed to not like it. You're also allowed to think the whole museum is stupid. Uh-huh. You don't have to care about that shit. You know, like there's some stuff that's sort of inarguable, like the David, or some shit like that's that. That's a but piece like, of garbage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I just like I, I don't know. Go there and like look at the like brochures and like there's always mm-hmm. like they tell you what it is. Like what's this show about? And then there'll be some long-winded, hyper pretentious description of what it is, and you're like, oh, okay. It's yeah. funny that we're talking about that, and you brought up David because I actually got to see that in Florence. Oh wow! And 
the museums there are much more welcoming. They're yeah. just like, what a, you know, they're just happy that you're there. Yeah. And I'm in there, big, dumb American, looking at David, and I'm like, I'd like some pictures of that. So I start taking out my camera and taking pictures. This is back and when there were flash cam, not, not on a cell yeah, phone. Okay. Yeah, like the camera I bought, at, you know, <laughs> on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm taking all these pictures. And I hear this lady talking to me in Italian, and I'm like, I know what she wants. And I just keep taking my pictures. I'm like, she'll figure out that I don't speak Italian and leave me alone. Yeah. And then I start piecing together that the words she's, she's saying are no photo. <laughs> and it like <laughs> takes forever. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like American words for no photo. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't want me to take photos. <laughs> and so I finally figure it out. And I look at her and I think she's going to like grab the camera and like yeah. smash it or something like an American would. Yeah. But instead she, she just goes, no photo. Yeah. Why are you not allowed <laughs> so to take I'd, photos I'd put of it a away. sculpture? Um, probably the, the flash. flashes. What does uh, the flash do? I know it's bad for a painting. It may, it probably could. It, I mean, marble is still, you could, you could, you know, I don't know. Do it. We could, or maybe you it was just one it. of those like <laughs> museum wide rules. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, it's probably a museum. Yeah, just so they're like, well, I was able there. to do it here. Why not here? That's. I. I mean, I. You know, the the real thing is, it's super fucking old. We have no idea. Yeah, what we could, have no how idea how we could yeah. be. Fucking I didn't up. know that David was that yeah. size until I was like 18. It's supposed to be massive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just life size, and I remember being in like. Like high school art history and being like, yeah, it's a really nice sculpture, but like, what's the big deal? Because they never, I never saw pictures of it with people near it to judge the scale. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, this is, I mean, this is how I found out. But this is the least art way to find out. I'm in Vegas, <laughs> at <laughs> looking Caesar's at their Palace, replica they have there. And I'm and it, and I'm looking. I'm like, that's a big version. And I look down. No, I must. Fuck that. I wasn't 18. I must have been like 23. Yeah. And I look. It's like a actual. It's like life size. I'm like life size. How big is it? It's twenty feet tall. It's fucking shit. big. Whoa. Yeah, it's about. It's really, really big. Yeah, that's that's what's so. It's considered the world's greatest work of art by a lot of people, and it's because of its crazy size. It's just a fucking massive. It's, and it's sculpture. one piece of marble. It's one piece of marble. And the, you know, the marble apparently the the block it came from was flawed. And Michelangelo says he didn't sculpt it. God did. You know, that <laughs> but I mean, dude, when you look at that thing, you're like, all right, I, I could buy that. Like, all right. God helped out. Man. I mean, sure. Michelangelo, I mean, the sculptures, he did the, a sculpture called the Pieta, which is Mary holding Christ, Christ's dead body. Yeah. yeah. That thing looks like it breathes. Yeah. That I mean, thing that is thing amazing. is that to me is my I think that's the world's finest work of art. Mm -hmm. Like that thing looks like it's breathing. It looks like flesh. I can't even handle that thing. It it's tells mind a blowing. story. It's, it's, it's really mind amazing. blowing to me. But yeah, I don't. People get so put off by museums. Museums do a shitty job of of welcoming people and explaining. Because I mean, things. everything. If you if you're like one of those people, like oh, I would love to know more about art. Like everything about going to a, mu to a museum is confusing and off putting. You walk in there. There, there are no directions. You kind of expect, when you don't know anything about it, you expect it to be kind of like theme park-like, where yeah. there's like, here are signs, here are like some yeah. directions. You can go to an information thing. Someone will tell you where to go. But yeah. you just walk around to these rooms where there are paintings, and then next to them there are little plaques with names that some, some of them you can't pronounce, right. most of them you've never heard of, right. descriptions about eras that you're not too familiar with. Like, I know a decent amount about history, but, like, some of them you're like, what? Oh, you what, know what it reminds what me of? What do I make of this? How do I? It reminds me of In-N-Out Burger. 
where, where there's like a lot of secret shit going on, yeah. like the secret menu. Yeah. But you have to know someone to know about it. You have it. to like, know right, it. Right, right, right. Like there are people California. walking around with like little tour guide things and yeah. little yeah. telling them all the shit and everything. Yeah. Like, where did you get that? Oh, you have to know Lyle. Who the okay. fuck's Lyle? Yeah. And, you know, and it's yeah. like you have to like ask around just to get and it's like i paid 15 bucks yeah like, give me all the shit well a lot of you know go, whatever it is a lot know? of what it's happening at museums is they need to make it they're justifying the price of this art mm-hmm. so yeah. the like especially when you're in the modern section the descriptions of some of this art is is a homework assignment's worth of reading uh-huh. and it's because they need to make it super genius super new super crazy because they need to justify the price they paid for it and its importance because they need to be an important museum. They should just put the price on it. Yeah, they should. <laughs> this cost us 12 million bucks. That's what your average person w- is curious. They're like, okay, and wait. And what they'll be impressed by, aside yeah, like, from the art itself. All right, why, was this, why is this soup can painting 5 yeah. million bucks? Like, well, Andy Warhol did. Okay, well, why does that matter? It's like, okay, he did this. Like, they just want to It know. gives them a context in a yeah. way, like a frame of Here's reference. Here's a good example. Like, I saw this uh, this painting. Are you going to put these on the website? These I think, I, yeah, we're going to figure out a way to put them Something. online, the ones we talked about. Or people can, ju- I mean, you can just Google yeah. image, Art. you know. this. It, it's this guy uh, <laughs> yeah. named Robert Motherwell. Have you yep, heard of him? Very famous. Yeah, we see, I've never even heard of the guy. Very famous. U.S. Abstract. artist, 1915 and 1991. Abstract expressionist, New York, very important. Yes, so he did this. He yeah. did a, uh, it's a large, describe it's, that. It's a, it's a triptych, three very large canvases with, with huge, they're white, the canvas is white. Very large black shapes, just black paint on white canvas, just big abstract shapes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I walked by Rectangles that. Rectangles and kind of oval shapes. Yeah. I walked by that. I'm like, that is just really cool looking. Rules. You know, and that's to me what, to me, that's what how I respond to artists. It d- does it make me just feel fucking anything? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And usually I'm just like, oh, wow, because I can personally relate to it. Or the fucking shapes. Just, I would like to have that. Yeah. In not my apartment because it's very small. Um, but <laughs> then I do this. I go look at the plaque and I'm like, and then it says elegy to the Spanish Republic. And then I'm like, I'm out. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now I don't know. Now anything. I no longer now qualify I nothing. for this. Now, now I think I've missed a bunch of stuff. What the, what am I not seeing? There's literally like <laughs> on this canvas, there are about four rectangular shapes. And in between those, a few circle like, and it's all black and white. And then I go, Fucking Spanish Republic. What do I not know? I about? mean, okay. He what may, did I, I miss? Mean, he's saying eulogy to the Spanish Republic. So I he's saying what's no? That's a different word. El- elegy. How do you? What is it? I don't even is, know. Is it elegy or eulogy? E l e g y. I, know I, don't, I don't even know that. Yeah, word. yeah. I know what eulogy means. That's not eulogy. Well, well then I don't. We'll see now. Elegy. Yeah. See, now, now we're even, even more farther from okay. the truth. Now, I mean, you don't. He could be responding to lots of things. Okay. When I okay, I really like Motherwell. Mm-hmm. I also really like. Simple, uh, geometric abstraction like yeah. re- big, huge paintings of rectangles, big, huge paintings of like uh, color, you know, like mm. like that. And the reason I the reason I like it is because we grew up in a society of buildings, and you have all these experiences within those kind of shapes. Mm-hmm. So when you see them in art, I think they trigger stuff in your brain. Okay, the colors trigger things. The shapes trigger things. I think that kind of abstraction is that's a lot about like society and and kind of like like the kind of constraints of of sort of modern living. Okay. 
And also, but a lot of abstraction was a movement as just like painting as painting. Does elegy mean like an ode or something? Elegy is a sad poem or song uh, that expresses sorrow for someone who is dead. Okay. So it's the death of Spanish, what was it? The Spanish Republic. Elegy to the the Spanish Spanish Republic. Republic. Okay, so the black makes more sense now. Right. Yeah. But what the hell is that white doing in there? I know, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's a good example of like... Oh, wait, is that a black heart? Oh, no, it's not. I mean, no, it could be if you wanted to. Be. <laughs> well, that okay. It's like if you're buying into the notion of Motherwell's genius, mm-hmm. and you already like his stuff. It's like, see, I'm even further away. From, I didn't even know the guy existed. Yeah, yeah. And I to mean, me, that was like that was good enough until I had to be an idiot and read that plaque. Yeah, and then I'm you like, you love Fuck. at the drive-in. Okay. Some really pretentious ass lyrics and song titles. No, Mars Volta had more. Mars Volta, sorry. They were like the way over. Mars Volta, Mars Volta. I mean, where you're like, okay. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, I need a dictionary for every song you guys sing because I need to look up three. What's a sepulture? (laughs) That's a word. (laughs) Especially now. They use in a song. There's a thing now in art is like, if you want to be a famous artist now, you got to go to grad school. Right. So you got a lot of kids coming out of college with a lot of debt. Yeah. And they got to basically let everyone know they went to grad school. It's important. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get the pretension. They need to like – and the same thing with art criticism. you got people that are spending $200,000 to get a degree in art criticism. Jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. So they need – when you read – if you read Art Forum, I get Art Forum, some of the articles are unreadable. Uh, why? Where, uh, I just don't – you don't – everything's a reference to a reference to a reference. And so you're just you're just looking up things that I've never heard of. I'm just right. like I don't know what any of this shit is. Yeah. And I'm fucking into art. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, funny. But it's a lot of it is is I really it's just the, it's a lot of it's the justification for money. It's money based. And there I my uh, there's a um there's a famous artist. God, I've never been able to fuck. What's his name? He's famous LA artist. He teaches at UCLA. But he. There's a story where he I read an article about him in Art Forum and and someone wanted to buy one of his old paintings that he made in like the 60s. Yeah. And he kept it himself. It was just in his collection and they were like they're they're willing to offer you 6 million for it. And he was like no. Hey, <laughs> he's cuz he's loaded. Like it's he good shit. You'd have to be. Yeah. But also he was like I couldn't give this fucking thing away in 1970 or whatever. <laughs> wow. And now you're like you're like like desperate for it. <laughs> like that's stupid. Like that's stupid. Unbelievable. Like, our, like all artists would, we would love to have our paintings be like lots and lots and lots of money. But there's a, I feel like there's a part of all of us that's like that's bullshit. Like yeah. I, I, w- I remember I had a show once where I got it like a me and the guy who ran it. He was like, I, they should be more expensive. And I was like, I don't want them to be more expensive. He's like, why? And I go, because I want my friends to be able to buy them. It's yeah. like you're young, you have poor friends. And I was like, I don't want them more expensive. He's like, all right. And so he kept my prices, and then I never showed there again. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it is a business. But I don't like, I mean. And that they're really good stature about way, hiding the too. business part. Yeah, they are. You know what I mean? Well, because it's mystique. Yeah. It's, it's the notion of gene. And that's the thing. Every artist in a museum, by museum standard, they, they have to make every artist a genius. Because otherwise, it justifies them being in a giant you building. You don't want to shell out fifty grand for a non-genius. Yeah. When the fact yeah. of the matter is, most artists aren't geniuses. ninety-nine yeah. percent of them. There's a lot of really great artists, but the I, I mean, I could probably count. There's probably ten real geniuses, and, and and so, but they need them to all be geniuses. 
because that justifies the cost and the mystique and the whole well, thing. Well, and that yeah. friend of yours made a great point, really, by saying you need to charge more because it's what the consumer does is they go, he has the audacity to charge yeah. $7,000 for this work of art. Well, I had mm-hmm. a painting. You know. I, had a, like, the, I had some big paintings. One was like seven by 10 feet or something. And I priced it at 5000 bucks. okay, which is still a lot of money. He's yeah. like, this is too cheap. It needs to be 10 what? And I was like, why? He goes, he goes, let me explain something to you. Okay. That painting's huge. It, n- the person who buys it, that's the, probably the biggest painting they're ever going to buy. They need it to be ex- the most expensive thing they've ever bought. They huh. need it to be important so that they, can, they look at it as important. It's an important thing for them. They're like, I'm buying an important piece of art, and it's expensive because it's important. They need it to be there. Right. So then when it's in their house, they're like, oh, this is our... This was our favorite piece. But the bought. higher the price goes, the smaller that group of they become. Yeah, you but know, that's to be thing. honest, the but people buying art is a tiny ass group to begin it's with. A, yeah, that's what it seems like. But it's like the one percent. Really, it's like yeah. the the smaller the group gets, the richer the group gets. Right, the two, yeah, yeah. I mean, the groups of people that actually buy art, artists buy a lot of art. Actually, artists are always, but they always. The, the thing is, artists buy it cheap because they buy it before the people are famous. Like most time, yeah. uh, most of the art I have that's worth anything is stuff I bought from friends of mine or people I knew before they got kind of famous mm-hmm. just because I knew them and I liked them and their art was cheap and I wanted to buy some. So a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, and now it's worth whatever. But it's, it's those people and really rich people. Can we talk about um, like street art? Sure. That's, that seems to be super popular for the last 10 years. Street art is now. Well, I mean, tw- 15 years, I'd say since about 2000 mm-hmm. street art has been a, very important part of the art world. I respond to that. You I like think, that a lot. I think street art's great. Yeah. That is like brings out whatever emotions art should bring out of you. If okay. you appreciate a work of art that does it for me a lot of the time. Right. Um, and obviously Banksy would be the most popular, most he's known, the most famous. Yes. He's the most famous street artist. The most famous street artists are Banksy, Shepard Ferry. Yeah. Uh, Barry McGee. Uh, I don't know who else. The guy, wh- who was the guy that exited through the gift Mr. shop? Mr. Brainwash. Yeah, Mr. Brainwash. Really count the. That's what. Yeah, when you watch the movie, you realize that. <laughs> this market's that. sort of fake, and I don't think it's holding at all. Yeah. But there's these guys. We mentioned them on another podcast named Oz Gemios that are mm. really famous. Um, I looked up that Neckface guy. Neckface is pretty famous. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a guy named Espo. Mm. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, what's his name? Something Powers. There's a lot of guys. There's there's a lot of street artists. There's yeah. the uh, Invader. The There's guy that does invader. the Space Invader mosaics and puts yep. them up Perks all over and town. Mini, or I think are what they call their yeah. dabs and something. <laughs> the problem is all the names are hard. To yeah, they're really yeah. just weird. Well, and that's then the thing I always like to make when I, if I feel like making fun of street arts, is someone who made up their own nickname. Right, yeah. which is so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's the like, worst thing you can do. My yeah. name is Steve, but here's my special name that I write <laughs> on walls. Like, like, well, who gave you that? I did. Yeah, yeah like, like Barry oh. McGee. Barry McGee used to go by Twist. And now he's just Barry McGee, and he's like, yeah, it's sort of stupid. Call yeah. it a twist. At <laughs> this point, having your regular name as a street artist name is even more interesting. Well, it's like rappers that just have their regular name is sort of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's their equivalent to a stripper name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like everyone would love to be called Ace, but you yeah. can't go tell him. I knew a guy who called himself Ace, and we we're like, nope. Yep, can't yeah. do that. Like, yeah. hey, what's up, T-Bone? Like, everyone calls me T-Bone. Do they? Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, when I, I da- when I was in high school, I did a little, graf- I did graffiti for a little while. Oh shit! And I just thought making, <laughs> making them. The, the name I came up with just because I liked drawing the letters. But I was like, I, that part was so dumb to me. Like, what's my 
name. What was your name? I just wrote out 13 with all the letters. Oh. Because then I could either, if I if I was tagging and I had to hurry, I could do the number. And if I had time, <laughs> I could do the whole word. And it was my number when I was in So this is like a schedule-based Wait, did name. your version of 13 have 13 letters? No. That would have been cool. Well, yeah. Also like would have gotten me, uh, gotten me gaffled by Johnny Law. <laughs> add, add a bunch of extra E's to it. 13! <laughs> 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 Bring break! <laughs> but yeah, street art. People love street art. They're all fail. That's a big street artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's... There's that one on La Brea, like... Becca? By San Vicente and La Brea, where you turn, and there's that building that's always new... Yeah, there's always a mural. There's always a new thing on there. Downtown LA has a ton of La Brea murals. in general has street art La up Brea the and, Well, in the 90s, Melrose and, and La Brea. In the 90s, Melrose, Melrose period was a place where ev- the back of all the stores on Melrose would let graffiti artists. They still do. They yeah. still do. Would do murals. In particular, there's a graffiti crew called CBS, which stood for City Bomb Squad. Cool name. Yeah. And, <laughs> or Can't Be Stopped. Had a lot of really important graffiti artists like a guy named Mir guy named Skate, uh, that were really influential on the w- as far as West Coast graffiti went at the time. And so that was like a big episode. Like, I used to just drive down there with my friend to just walk in the alley and look at the murals. And sometimes they'd be doing them, and it was awesome. Yeah. But street art, there was a huge show. that What, what really blew street art out was there was a huge show at MoCA like three years ago called Art in the Streets. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a basically a survey of street art, especially West Coast, and it was it was the best attended thing they've ever had, because it was fucking fun. That's and it's yeah. new and, and different. Street art is you fun. Know? Yeah, totally. It's not even really new. I mean, street art. Would go, the street art had a big moment in the late seventies, early eighties in New yeah. York. Okay. You had Keith Haring. You had Basquiat. Like those guys were part of. There was there was a thing then too. There was a big thing, but it it, it now with it. I think it was coupled with skateboarding and surfing and graphic design and all these things. It all kind of came to this head in uh, 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 in the year 2000, kind of. And that's when it started to really break out. And then the Art in the Street show was just huge. And it was a lot of fun. Mm. I went multiple times just because it was kind of a fun show. Yeah, You got to see all kinds of stuff. Like, they had this room by this, this ra- weird rapper named Remelzy uh. that would just use a hot glue gun and glue together toys to make these weird, awesome sculptures. You think it's big now because, like, the Internet kind of serves as a gallery for it? Yeah, and uh, it's because you a, can't ever go to a street art showing because it's, it's on rebellious. buildings all over. Well, lo- all the famous street artists show in galleries now. Okay, so now you, you now yeah. So you can go to the showings, but it's still rebellious because uh-huh. they still do it as graffiti, and you see it everywhere. It seems more accessible, yeah. whereas what happens in museums isn't doesn't feel accessible. You feel like you don't get it. You feel like you don't want to read the thing. Yeah. Whereas, like, a Banks, you just look at a Banks, you're like, I get that shit, man. Yeah. Flowers coming out of a gun. Right. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. bro- you know, there's si- a lot of them are simple metaphors because they're done quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you either get it or you don't, but you react to it right away, and you and you know that there's no info to read. There's no... No. Like, it. it's and either... I'll, street art, especially, like, 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 graffiti art, when it first started, it was a guy writing his special name <laughs> yeah. in a font that was unreadable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you couldn't even know. A lot of times you didn't even know unless you knew what you were looking at. And you learned kind of what to see. So it was ju- it was just attractive. It was basically geometric abstraction, but just in the guise of this is graffiti. This is my cool name. But it's just geometric abstraction. It just looks fucking cool as shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so that's what's weird to me when when museum people are like, oh, it's street art. It's like, dude, it's just abstraction. 
just done with spray. It's paint. funny when you actually see guys like in downtown LA. A lot of a lot of people. There's a lot of murals that go up, and uh, and when you see people in the process of doing them, it really like changes what your perception of like the kind of dudes you know like because yeah. you think like tagging you're like oh some thuggish looking dudes are running around but when i saw i saw a mural going up and there's these guys with like ladders yeah they, have they got a truck yeah. they're wearing like paint clothes respirators and there's like four or five of them like literally discussing how yeah. things are gonna and you're like these guys are at work they're, they're at work graph it out they're at work and also yeah. uh street art extremely white like most of the famous street artists are uh, white dudes white power <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, they're white. It's it's not it's 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 not terribly street. Yeah. Neck yeah. face neck face went to a really good art school, right? Like I mean, <laughs> these people we all went to like like Barry McGee went to a really good art school. Wow! Like uh, you know, it's like it's not exactly like gutter level. It's a, it's a lot of kids that didn't necessarily come from the streets deciding to do stuff in the streets. Uh huh. So yeah. it's it's really just it's just their choice of medium and their choice. Barry McGee's really interesting and really smart about it. And his whole thing is like, we're inundated with billboards and shit everywhere. And we don't get to choose that stuff. We, yeah. It gets given to us. We don't have a choice. We have to look at it. It's in our visual sight line. Uh -huh. And the way that it's like, well, who gets to pick who puts it up? Money. It's like the corporations with the money can afford the billboards. Well, that's not fucking fair. I mean, it's kind of fair, but also not yeah. really. So uh, we're going to put some shit up, too. Uh -huh. And like, what about that? You can look at that, too. And I'm going to put that up because uh, I'm alive and it's like it's not an issue of citizenship or law and or I don't money. Know, or I don't know how it works in California, but in New York, it's not considered graffiti if the build, the owner of the building doesn't mind that it's there. Yeah, which a lot of that now, you know, like a lot of that in, in, in Barry McGee in San Francisco was pretty famous. Mm. So a lot of these buildings were letting him do these very big, beautiful installation like murals. And so it was it's not gra <coughs> graffiti per se. It's just a, it's in the streets. It's public. It's just public art, yeah. but not having uh, there's public art. But usually you have to go through like the city and there's like a process. Whereas mm. these people, yeah, it's were not just, like Diego Rivera having yeah, to do a, you exactly. know, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to tear that down because fuck you. Because you're, yeah, you're a damn communist. You're people are tearing down <laughs> Banksy work because he's doing a residency the month of November. I'm yeah. sorry, October. Every day it was some, some different Something sort of York, thing, yeah. either a moving installation on a truck yeah. or some stencil or whatever. So now people, what they're doing is they'll find out where it goes up and then they'll go and some people are sawing them yeah. out of walls and he's taking worth, them I mean, home. He's worth lots. Of, I mean, when I went to, he had a, one of his first shows was here in Echo Park. Oh, I mean, 2001 or something. I went to it. I should have bought everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean I'd be fucking You'd be loaded. A millionaire. But also it's like I don't I don't care. So what was it like back then when you went like Same what shit. kind of stuff? Same, Same exact, exact stuff. Shit. Just no one knew and it wasn't worth anything. Yeah, the chimp with the sign. He was popular, like he was getting noticed. He was a little he was get, he was already well known in England and stuff, but like Who was there to represent him? Anybody? I don't remember. I mean he may have been there, I don't know. Wow. There's probably a dude it wasn't that big of a secret. It wasn't the thing it is now. It was just a guy having a show in Echo Park. It was a gallery called 33 and a Third, which was like a little publishing company that made like zines and little books. Is that on Echo Park Boulevard? Though? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've been there. And it was just like... You did a show there. No? Uh, I did a show uh, right near there. Like next to Chango? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. yeah. And it was just like this mellow little space, and he had a yeah. cool show. And I remember I remember walking in and being like, this stuff's cool. I wasn't super into it, but I like... Cause he's, he's funny. 
but like you know, yeah, it is. I, I people ask me what about buying art all the time. I just buy what you like. Like if you're trying to get into it for a money thing, you're it's not fun. Here, that's the problem with that is like you can like what you like, but then like if some some guy that you know knows a lot about art comes over and goes, "What do you vet?" And then yeah, you feel also, bad about it. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not saying shit. you should it's, do that, but that's a lot of people have. I have this. That's drawing. their problem with getting into art because they just don't know and but they think the they'll be wrong. it's the same as anything else. Like it absolutely it is. Like your music collection, absolutely. someone can come by and just rock the shit out of that by making yeah. fun out of yeah. it. Yeah, I do that to people all the time. Mark yeah, Ellis you know. loves Van Halen more than anything. I don't fucking get it, but he yeah. loves them. I think I love, they're okay. Yeah, I yeah. like I like him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a drawing by that. There's a great art. She's a great artist named Masaki Kawai that me and my friend made a book about. She's a she's fucking great. She's garbage. She's, she's, <laughs> she's like super raw, just super going like it's it's a You're tiny super collage raw. with like a stick figure. And she got like some weird elementary school type piece of paper and then just collaged a couple small things on it. And I I saw it was the first time she ever showed in L.A. She was dating my friend Taylor. He had a show at this gallery and he she came with him because they're dating. And she brought all her drawings because she's always making shit. Yeah. And Taylor was like, hey, check out Masaki's art. And the lady was like, oh, that stuff's rad. And he's like, well, why don't we show it? And she's like, well, where? She goes, well, we could just take all the stuff out of that closet and just put it all in the closet. So her first show was in the closet at New Image <laughs> Art. Everything was like, f- I think what I bought was 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Now it's probably worth a thousand or something because she's kind of famous-ish. Uh-huh. But like, I just was like, this chick is rad. Like, I remember just being like, who is this? And she's like, oh, it's Misaki. It's Taylor's girl. I was like, oh, fuck, Taylor. There's a girlfriend. Wow. Like, I already met her. And I was like, well, how much is this stuff? She's like, I don't know. What are the price? She's like, I didn't price any of this stuff. We just hung it in the closet. She's like, Misaki, what do you want to put? She's like, I don't know. I don't like, I, I have a lot of stuff that's like that. That's fine. I mean, I have an Ed Templeton photo that I paid 100 bucks for. Like, it's just, but I bought it because I was like, that's rad. I want that. I think it's beautiful. And, I mean, that's the, buying that's what it should be. You should just go buy what you like. Who cares? You know what you told me? And it stuck in my head for for a while. You told me this years ago because I was saying something about like uh, there, there being some cool piece of art in a coffee shop. I, I go to a lot of coffee shops. So there's always art. You know, it's yeah. one of those things. It's easy to fill up a wall if you own a coffee shop and you're like, hey, let's have an artist just put up his shit for a month and a half or whatever. Yeah. And you made some comment where you're like, coffee shop art's bullshit. It's, it's all crap. Usually <laughs> terrible. And then, but I've, I've been to so many coffee shops where I look at something and I go, that's actually cool though. But and I'm like, it I can't mean, all be garbage. It's not all garbage. Yeah. But it's usually. It's 99. It's like, what if gar- someone who's <laughs> really good at just is getting their start there? Yeah. I mean, I've shown in a coffee shop or two. Ha ha. But the thing is, no one. It's it's, like I just solved some crime. (laughs) I don't. I'm not a fan of art in. It's like comedy in a bar. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I want art in an art space. Yeah. Because it's. I don't want it to be competing with cookies. You're gonna lose. Yeah. So it's either in a museum or on the streets. No galleries, bookstore. (laughs) Yeah. No, that that girl Masaki got. She used to sell her drawings on the street. She'd sit on the sidewalk in New York, and she made these weird dolls. And a famous artist walked by and was like, "Whoa." This artist named Kiki Smith, who's really, really big, was like, hi, hi, who, who, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you come with me. You're a genius. Wow. Like, come meet the art world. You're a fucking rock star. <laughs> but like, I just the, the co- like, you know, what? you notice when you go to coffee shop art, you'll be like, that one's cool. That one's cool. That one's cool. What the hell's happening here? And it's the same person, but everything's really disparate, starting to fall apart on yeah. you. And you're like, OK, you could eight pieces of art. You couldn't stay consistently good for eight yeah, it's the, it's think think of it as like a comedy set. You're like good opener, 
Good second joke. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. bad. bad, bad, bad Is that yeah. a good comedian? No. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I under, I get that. Yeah. Um, but th- there's this guy that I know that does like comic book illustration. Uh huh. And he's so fucking good. And yeah. I see him at coffee shops a lot. And he just sits there. He does. He draws on his computer. He has one of those pa- yeah. like walk on the sketch pad. Yeah. And he will just sketch. He'll sketch people as they walk by or as they're sitting there. And then he does it a lot. And then the coffee shop allowed him to just put up all the stuff because he had done so many people in the coffee right, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he's fucking awesome. And I'm he does into that. He goes by Sketcherazzi. His name that's is Steve. Like, that's like site specific. There was a dude that that Red Band had on the Desk Watch show, mm-hmm. who I think is a comic book artist, and and he just he you know he had them like draw them. Guy fucking ruled. I mean, he did the, he did such a good drawing that it was just like, the, but again, a guy that the a guy who draws comic book guys are a great example. Those guys draw all the time in order to keep their skills tight. So they're always drawing, always drawing, always drawing. Whereas like, so if someone's like, oh my god, I can't believe you can draw people. It's like, well, <laughs> that dude's got literally right. thousands. Like somewhere in my garage is my a stack of my art school figure drawing like homework, of which there are hundreds and hundreds of figure drawings. So like, you if I put up, someone's like, it's so amazing to draw the human body, but it's like <laughs> they forced us. So it's not terribly special to us to do because it's a thing you just had to do a lot. So for him, sitting in a coffee shop drawing people, that's just his like homework. That's him practicing. Yeah, he does it in between stuff. It'd be like if someone wanted to take the page out of your notebook and like, I want to frame this. So his name is uh, Steve. I Sorry, Steve, uh, but I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's C-U-R-C-U-R-U. Kurukuru? Kurukuru, probably. Yeah. Um, and he, d- he has this comic called Savage Paradise. Have you heard of that, Mike? Black? No. no. Um, but I don't hear about. But I've seen him at either. coffee shops for years, just sketching stuff, yeah. and it's all. And you see people walk by him, and then they just by stop. The way, great way to meet girls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. way to meet girls. girls. Um, if you can draw I'm, and you have troll meeting girls, get ye to I'm a coffee shop. I'm telling you the amount of people that stop and just go wow. Yeah. And then he talks to him. He goes by Sketcherazzi on Instagram. Kevin already says before, like if I ever was short on attention, the best thing to do is just go to the zoo and draw the animals. People freak the fuck out. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. People. Get, people. Drawing is. I. The only thing I, I liken it to like impressions. I can't do impressions really. So when I see someone who's really good at impressions, I'll never not be impressed by it. Oh, that's very cool. Impressions are like or and magic tricks because I can't do that shit. So I'm like, oh, yeah. that's dope. When you think about like comic book artists specifically, they have to be able to draw pretty much anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's not up to them. It's some uh, some someone other wrote guy a story r- written. It's similar for them to, to basically storyboard. There's a type of I believe there's a type of a guy told me this when I was in school. There's a type of artist that works in animation known as a journeyman, mm-hmm. and their job is in the concept stage where everyone's just kind of thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if this or what about this? They have to be able to draw. Someone's like, I need a train that turns into a snake. And yeah. it, it and it breaks through the Empire State Building. The guy would just be like, uh huh, and he can literally just sit there wow. and draw that shit because he spent his life drawing everything. Like those guys' sketchbooks are really interesting to me because like they'll yeah. have seventy pages of buildings, then they'll have seventy pages of potted plants, and they'll have seventy pages of plants and thing trees because they literally they, then they have cars. Like they have to know how to draw everything in the like physical world. Have you ever done comic book art? I went, that's how I learned how to draw when I was like a kid. I copied comic books and wanted uh. to do comic books. And I, I still love them, but it, as a day-to-day job, it didn't interest me as much. Uh-huh. 
I just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, it was something I still like. I remember I went to school with a guy named Aaron Weisenfeld, who was a comic book. He literally what he worked for Image Comics before he went to art school, which was crazy. <laughs> he did this comic <laughs> called Team Seven. Mm. That was like a military comic guy could draw his fucking balls off. Like when I found out he was at the same school as me, I thought he was like graduating. He was in the same semester. I was like, no, seriously. But he, I was like, what is it like? And there was another guy too who worked at Marvel. And I was like, why are you guys don't just stay comic artists? And they were like, dude, it's, it's a lot of work you don't have control over. Yeah. And it's also, it's one of the few popular arts where your work can be really widely celebrated and you don't make very much money. Yeah, they don't really? get paid a lot you of know? money. Who gets They're, the money? The office? Like just the, the company? Yeah. Oh. I mean, they don't get paid a lot of money, man. And it's it's, a lot it's of still work. treated kind of like how in comedy it's like when you're first starting out, they kind of make it like, well, it's a privilege for you to be playing on this stage. Yeah. Oh, so wow. we're paying you $15. And you got to hammer, you gotta you hammer know? out a page a day, like a full panel page. It's a lot of drawing. Yeah. It's really hard to sit and draw for eight straight hours, drawing the entire time. Are there a lot of guys that do that write and draw? Mike? Uh, not a lot. Yeah. So it's I always know. like there's the author and there's, there's like the Frank Miller and Frank Todd Miller. McFarlane. Yeah, and Frank Miller and can't get away from the drawing part of it fast enough. Yeah, and a lot of them are, you can tell they're really good at one and so-so at the other. Uh -huh. Like the, And you see them experiment more and more like Todd McFarlane great artist great drawer yeah. really not the best storyteller yeah. but you know frank miller was a great drawer and a good and a and damn a good, good storyteller yeah, yeah. Um, but when he's you one look of the, the rare exceptions he's the sin city guy right yeah, yeah. okay but yeah. he didn't ink his own drawings and when you look at the draw his actual pencil sketches of the art they're yeah. so fucking simple i mean yeah. they're just like Lynn, barely Lynn Barley there. deserves a lot of honorable mention yeah for, i mean those guys you know, i mean because that uh, his stuff is so full of giant swaths of black space and like sin city like it's almost all black and white yeah you know which was amazing at the time you'd never seen anything like it yeah and and like black black and white sounds simple enough but he was doing things like rain like a character oh, wow. like walking through the rain and in black and white that's real fucking i get hard really annoyed when a comic or a graphic novel or whatever which i'm getting into another fun as shit yeah i get really annoyed when they're in black and white that's how basic i am well like, i'll look at the cover i've read all of the walking dead pretty much by now yeah and i'm like yeah this is gonna be great and the cover is in bright beautiful colors and then i open it and it's bullshit black and white there's a comic is that a money thing? Why yes. is it not? It's a money thing. Uh, one to check out while we're talking about art. Uh, Alex Ross. Any holy god. Anything that he sweet Jesus does. What does he do? He's basically like his Mother art. The closest Are I these can all think titles, of, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, this motherfucker. It's it's like if Norman Rockwell had decided to do comic books. That is, is exactly is the closest that I can wow. think of. You know, that's Alex the closest Ross, way I can think of it. Chicago guy. Does them in gouache, which I paint in gouache. Gouache is what a, is that? Gouache is a wily mistress. Gouache <laughs> is opaque watercolor, and it's a bitch. But you can do a lot with it. And he, man, that Alex Ross is one hell of a painter. Does what is he illustrated, comic book wise? My phone just Superman. died. Superman. I would show you just some pictures. Of, just he did a lot of do Superman Alex stuff. Ross, Batman or Superman, yeah. either one. He's and you'll really, see some really, really tremendous. Amazing stuff. Just a great artist. Because, yeah, it's like, you remember those old Coke cans that had Santa Claus and oh, how yeah, like, yeah. he looks like very almost real, you know? Yeah, I remember that. It's, it's the same type of, of artistic style. 
and it works so well with superheroes. <laughs> like his fir- the first you know, time I ever saw his cover, I was like, "There is no way the inside is going to be this good." And it's <laughs> weird where like I, you know, I'd been reading comics my whole life. It's like with video games. And the commercials like wow, and then the graphics are like mm. yeah, yeah. And it's weird like y- guys were always drawn a certain way, but there's only so much detail that was put into them. Yeah. And when I would see Alex Ross's version of that same character, I was like. I didn't realize how much my imagination was filling in the gaps on this character. Right. But this is how I imagined him actually looking. Well, that's my you know? re- that was my reaction to a comic uh, called Acme Novelty Library, which is by a guy named Chris Ware. Oh, yeah. I remember you showing it, me some he of He writes it and illustrates it. And I remember I was in art school, and the cover was – it was small. The thing was like four by six, and it had this like amazing cover – it was like a foil stamp, so it had gold leafing on it. I remember looking at it and like saying out loud, the inside of this is going to be such a fucking disappointment. <laughs> and then I opened it up, and it could not have been better. Yeah. It was an explosion. The guy does his own type, his hand-drawn it's type. It's really intricate Dude, stuff. Dude, Chris Ware is a <laughs> master. I mean, he was in the Whitney Biennial. If you don't know, the Whitney Biennial Written by is, Whitney Cummings. Who well... Is, she's a very successful lady. <laughs> the Whitney Biennial is a museum exhibit that happens at the Whitney in New York biennially, and it's basically <laughs> it's basically the hot shit of of young artists. And it's just a it's a big ass show. And he got put in it as a his comic got put in it, which is yeah. crazy because museums could not hate anything more. They hate comic <laughs> books more than they hate street art. Yeah, <laughs> and they put his shit in it, and it was so good. That's how good his stuff was. Where, where they were like, "Look, this shit's undeniable." Has there ever been a street art comic book? There probably isn't one now. There's like hip hop. Like instead of a mural, books. it's just like panels. There's definitely oh, comic book. books that are more hip hop skewed, and they kind of feel like street art. You know oh, what wow. someone could do? It, like instead of maybe a comic book, but butt do sex. like, yeah, <laughs> they could do butt sex. <laughs> I'm going to go home. <laughs> no, they could do like, uh, you know, like the Sunday funnies. Yeah. They could do like a cereal. Like yeah, every Sunday. On the same space. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Every week. And it's like either you caught it and can follow it week to week or you didn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Mike. So get on it. Today was Someone the who can draw artists in America the that are listening. street artist, Mike Black. <laughs> I don't have time for that. You're not in uh, fence hop and shape right now. No, no, nah. I'm certainly not. You're not. I would get arrested every time. It would, like, my <laughs> followers would I, have to just deal. I When <laughs> I say I dabbled in graffiti, I lasted about a month, and then I realized I hate climbing fences, and I don't like trying to draw while worrying I'm going to get arrested. Mm-hmm. So what I did was in my backyard behind our garage, I just built a wall out of drywall. <laughs> I just got, no, I got masonite and two by fours and just built a wall that was like probably 10 feet tall and 20 feet wide. And I just did graffiti murals on that when yeah. I in my free time <laughs> with under no pressure and committing no crime. That's how I practiced breakdancing when I was a kid. Exactly. So it's it was just about the <laughs> you art. Just guys. find what works for you. <laughs> it's funny how little they care about how temporary it is, too. You yeah. think a lot of artists would want their art to last. But with like street art, you know, it's going to be gone in a matter of yeah, weeks, months. Yeah, that would be very months. hard for me. There's yeah. a difference between tagging and street art. A lot of street artists, they're getting permission. That thing's not going anywhere. A friend of mine did a, a street art mural on Melrose. It's still there. He did it 12 years ago. Wow. It just depends but on... But getting like graffiti... Like a lot of Banksy stuff is getting tagged on. Yeah. Well, that's the nature of his fame also. 
there's like there's a there's a graffiti artist named Kid Ult, who is kind of like, I guess graffiti's anarchist in a weird way. Mm-hmm. He likes he does this thing which I to be honest with you I really admire. Mm-hmm. He gets like a paint. He gets a, a, like a sprayer, the kind of spray he attaches it to like a, a canister that sprays basically like a lot of paint <laughs> at once. And he likes to hit luxury stores like he'll go to like Prada wow. and he'll just write his name in a it's a it's not trying to look nice, but it's <laughs> he covers the store. He he make it's a fucking problem. Wow. <laughs> and he like his he <laughs> he did something pretty ballsy is he he tags Supreme. <laughs> Now, Supreme, for you people who don't know, is it's a streetwear company. It's basically a street art company. It's like uh-huh. hip hop based. It's the cool kids of the hip hop world. Yeah. And he was just like, "Fuck that, bro." <laughs> wow. Fuck you guys. And he just hit it. He hit their store hard. You've become the establishment. What did he? Fuck you. What did he, he just wrote his name, Kidult. But it's like it's not. It, it's paint coming out of a hose. Oh so my or like God. a fire extinguisher, basically. So it's like <laughs> 20 feet tall of just a messy K. It's like a paint splatter. It was oh pink. Oh, my God. And you're like, and part, you know, it, that's some, that's graffiti, bro. Like and he hit, he hit like, he, I think he hit the Marc Jacobs store. I think he hit Prada. He hits <laughs> very high. I think he's Parisian. So he's in Paris. I think he hits high end luxury brand stores in Paris. You're like, fuck, yeah, dude. That is awesome. Because <laughs> also they can afford to clean the goddamn store. Yeah. And, fu- yeah. and also, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking $8,000 handbag. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but then, like, I, I was I was sort of into this guy. I was like, this guy's good. And then I saw, he's like, he posted a manifesto, and you're like, snore. <laughs> oh, it was like him boring. with a mask. Like, you're one of those. Don't yeah. do, you know what, dude? <laughs> don't make a manifesto. We know what it is. Your manifesto yeah. is fuck everybody. Yeah, we yeah. get it already. Yeah, it's super <laughs> lame to have a manifesto. Right. So just go keep keep fucking spraying fancy stores, man. That <laughs> <laughs> shit's cool as hell. That is really That's cool. That's your bag. That's what you do. You yeah. spray fancy stores. Go fuck up Supreme. It is really cool that he does that. Yeah, I like that thing. You're like, all right, because that's the thing that when they're starting to like turn on each other a little bit, because that's a yeah. lot of these guys are getting rich. So Shepard Ferry's rich, Barry McGee's rich, yeah. like they're successful. And so I and don't even think of uh, when I hear Shepard Ferry now, I just think like, yeah, the Obey guy. Yeah, I don't even think of like, oh, the street artist or yeah. former street. When artist. he first yeah. started, he didn't have. I mean, I remember I went to his. I think one of his first show, maybe his first show in L.A. It was at New Image. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a clothing label. He was selling sten- uh, Andre the Giant stencils, so you could do the spray painting yourself. They were a buck a piece. I bought a Obey Giant signed poster for thirty dollars. I bought a print for fifty, like a screen print. What's that worth now? I don't know. Fifty billion. I gave the print to Ari. <laughs> it's probably worth a grand or two. Wow. I don't know what the stencils. The stencils may not be worth anything. The uh-huh. the the Obey Giant poster, which I think I gave away to somebody. It, I don't know. I don't know how much. The thing is, he did a lot of them. They might not have been numbered because he that, might not have planned on being famous. That fucking right. thing was so pervasive that. Oh, it was everywhere. It. You know when it hit me that I was like, "This is different than all the other shit we're seeing," is I was playing the Spider-Man comic book based video game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even based on one of the movies. It was just a comic book video game, and in it, you're Spider-Man swinging around Manhattan and stuff. And they had his fucking art in the game. Wow. Yeah. I was like. That shit's never been done before. I've never seen that before. So it was just massive when it when that started he, happening. I mean, uh, you know? people really – he gets a bad – or he had quite a backlash. Mm. He has received quite a backlash. But 
I still like a lot of what he does, and I've uh, when he was I met him once. He was unbelievably nice. If you went up to him, you were like, "Hey, man, I like your art." He would just hand you like twenty Andre the Giant stickers. Sweet. And it was dope. <laughs> like <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Hey, man," because he just wanted you to put them up. And I've always, I mean, I like. I'm interested in what he is doing. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Like he just gives you shit, and also you have his Obama thing. The Obama poster changed his entire thing. He was really kind of. Like lo- I th- kind of feel like losing weight, like towards before the Obama poster, and that really kicked it into a whole another level. But then he got sued. Yeah, because he t- apparently took the image from some say, it was an AP, AP photographer, yeah. and he wasn't some. He took the image. That's normal. He the guy was like, "Look, you made money off of it. You didn't just give it away. So you used my image to make money. So that's not cool." But then he lied in court. That's what the oh. thing was. He, oh, really? he basically perjured himself, and then he wow. got sort of busted. But. I don't know. He's interesting. <laughs> Did he say he didn't make any money off the Obama image? I, yeah, he kind of lied about stuff like that. But that whole assignment was based on the... On the and I don't know if I've said this before. Look, guys, I want to say this about our podcast. <laughs> I repeat stories, okay? Yeah. I may have early onset Alzheimer's, so I'm sorry. Did you, Have you told your listeners about your gibberish disease? No. Can you okay. extrapolate a little bit? I on have <laughs> um, what's called dysphagia. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I have a, it's a, it's not really a, it's a thing where it's a condition. I don't know what causes a it necessarily. Sometimes no. it's when I haven't slept enough. It's because you're stupid. I won't be. <laughs> 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 I won't be able to talk correctly. I'll 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 think the words correctly in my head. Right. But they come out wrong. Yes. I it happened to me. I and I it's was about, fantastic. It's I've never. Lars. This hasn't happened yet <laughs> on the podcast. Oh no! At least. But it definitely will. It Sweet. will someday. <laughs> it will someday. It happened to me a, a couple months ago. I was eating with my friend Jerry, who's been <laughs> on our podcast, and I'm talk. We're talking about something, and I realize I'm trying to say like Chinese chicken salad, and it's just like salad chicken, salad chai chai. That's awesome. <laughs> and, I, and I literally, I hear the and words. He thinks and I, you're being like ultra hipstery about it. Well, everyone kind of looks at me like, what? And I'm like, and I have to be like, damn it. And then I have to sit there and be like, hold on. Think, <laughs> oh, Reloading. I'm like, wait, this is my brain thing. And everyone, and some, <laughs> not everybody knows. I'm like, I have a brain thing. Just wait a sec. I remember when you got that, <laughs> when you came back from the doctor a few years ago. Uh, no, it was, I was 30. I was at work. Luckily, it was a print shoot. I didn't have to talk, but I like couldn't talk for like 20 minutes. I just nothing came out right. It was all like, and so I went to the doctor because I thought, oh, cool, brain tumor. And she was like, no, it's it's kind of a blood flow thing. Basically, blood's not getting to my brain in the right way. Oh, well, that's fine then. Yeah, right. (laughs) And it turns to gibberish. But also, uh, if you've listened to our episodes, I repeat the occasional story. So I don't know if I've told the fortune cookie assignment Shepard Fairy story before. I don't think you have. It's that the way he came up with that assignment, as he told this to me when I met him, is he said it was based on the fortune cookie assignment he had at Rhode Island School of Design. Which you get a fortune cookie, you take out the fortune, and you made a piece of art based on the fortune. Oh, that's a cool assignment. Yeah. That assignment was invented by Phil Hayes, who was the illustration department head at the art school I went to like 40, 50 years ago. And and basically, Shepard Ferry, the assignment said, like, affect change in your world. So there was a local election. This guy was running for mayor, kind of a crooked guy that no one liked. At the time, Shepard Ferry was looking at old wrestling magazines. He blew up a thing of Andre the Giant, not very big, size of his hand maybe, put it over the guy's face. <laughs> it gets in the paper the next day, like the Rhode Island Ledger, whatever shit. It says, like, local political billboard defaced. 
And then they, the guy covers it. New I billboard. hope everyone read it that way. Deface. Yeah, deface. <laughs> <laughs> so then, the, but the problem was they covered up the fucking billboard. And he's like, shit. That, that was, was my, my assignment. I'm going yeah. to get an F. <laughs> so they put up a bigger face, the same guy. It's the same area. It's like, well, god damn it, I got to do it again. <laughs> so he goes and, fo- and this is some photocopy shit. This is the 90s. So he makes a way bigger Andre the Giant face. And this, for some reason, he put has a posse. And then he yeah. just fucking put over, and it gets in the paper again. And then he, and then he started. Shepard's whole thing apparently is it's, it's a, it's a, his, it's a, it's a project in what he calls phenomenology. Was if you just the same Im- image over and over and over and over and over again repetitively, it becomes a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, so, and that's what he's done basically. <laughs> you know the guys at Kinkos were getting weird with him. They're like, yeah, they're just. You like, want us to do what? Bless you. Yeah, like I think Again. this guy's the dude who's putting <laughs> yeah. up the. Well, the be- uh, one of the best things about art school is there's these uh, photocopy machine rooms, man. And oh get, really? In art oh, center, you great. got a copy card, and they're really cheap, and you could just go in there and fucking wreck shop. Wow. <laughs> Do whatever you want. It was the burst. That's I mean, you great. had access. Art school is great for people that want to make stuff because you have access to all the machines they wouldn't let you touch in elementary school. Wow. So you're like, wait, I can sit here and just enlarge this thing all day? They're like, yeah, man, yeah. it's your... It's like it's all your, the teachers are gone. Yeah, it's your you can copy just use card. All their stuff. <laughs> it's fucking your copy card. You're like, I can print it and just yell it. Yeah, man, do whatever you want. Wow. And so you're just like your kid in a candy store, except the candy is Xerox. <laughs> it's the dopest. That's fucking cool. Yeah, so that's... In, and, you know, he was into Shepard Ferry, into skateboard art, punk. So he's screen printing... You know, apparently, I've been told this by a friend, he's a ripper of a snowboarder, too. Oh, really? I can totally shred. But, uh, you know, he's into that kind of art. So very, like, he's not a big drawer, necessarily, but it's about, like, just stuff that you can do quick and make lots of. So that's the thing, wheat-pasted posters. We literally could sit here for hours and go over the different types. People, don't be intimidated by museums. They're full of snobs. For people that don't know what to, like, I want to get into art, what, like... Give him like an ass- like a weekend assignment. This is how you can like get into the world of art. Okay, open. Go to a bookstore. Open an art forum. An issue an art forum. Okay, it's the world's most pretentious magazine. Mm-hmm. Flip through it. If you see a thing you like, don't for whatever reason. For whatever reason, just write the name down. And be like, and don't don't read the da- do not read the article about this person. <laughs> do not. But just like write a few things down you find yourself liking. And then Google search them, see if they're at a museum, see if they're at a gallery. And that's like, oh, I like an artist. But look through it. You may not like anything. Then look through a different magazine. Look through Art in America or Flash Art. And just look through some of these magazines and see if there's stuff in there you like. If there is, well, guess what? You just like some pretentious shit that you're probably being told by a museum you don't get. Well, you did get it. It's the best art quote ever, Jackson Pollock. You don't ask a bouquet of flowers why why you like it. You just fucking like it. it You don't ask it what it means. Uh-huh. You just like it. It's okay, okay to yeah. just like art. That thing that looked like a giant piece of candy corn. That's exactly yeah. why the guy wanted you to like it. Yeah. It's like a hot rod. Yeah. It's like a, you know these big paint, a big giant fucking painting of just orange and red like blending together. You like it because you like sunsets. It's the same exact <laughs> shit. Right. You're having it reminds you of a thing. It triggers a thing in your brain. It makes you feel good. Don't don't feel like you're you're not smart enough. Don't feel like you don't get it. You absolutely get it. So just don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, you it's, know it's why you like it's simpler than this than its surroundings. Yeah, you pretty, know why you much. like the Raiders football helmet? It's the same reason you like an abstract painting. Because it's dope and metallic and, and you colors. like the colors. Okay. Literally. It's the same reason you like a car's paint job or red lipstick on a chick. It's all that stuff. It's you're just having a response. It's sensory. 
Don't feel like you need to 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 have gone and taken known lots of art crap to like that stuff. You really don't. It's more interesting once you read that stuff because then you learn the context, what the person was doing, what they're trying to say. Then it becomes more interesting. But you don't need to read that stuff to like it. You can just like it. Okay. That's what's so great about it. It's fun. It's sh- art is fun. It's serious and it's valid and it c- can be political and make statements. But at the end of the day, it's fucking fun. It's make it's it's things to like enjoy. Don't be put off by it. And the security guards, everyone there is a bunch of pretentious jerks. They're all See just if you can pull a whisker off one of their beards. <laughs> as like, just you want to touch something in the museum? <laughs> touch a security guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start touch. raving about him like he's art. Just, who made this? Ask, ask them <laughs> questions. Be like, so what's this mean? <laughs> That's fun. But yeah, the people there that are being snobs, they're just trying to justify their debt. Because by there, God, they're in debt. While we're talking about security guards, are there still like master thieves? Do, do they yeah. even really need them anymore? In like, Europe. Like art oh, okay. heists. Art mm-hmm. There are art heists things actually Cat still quite Cat burglars still occur. You got Russian billionaires willing to buy anything. They don't care where it came from. Okay. They just arrested some guys the other day in Europe. Nice. Stole some Edvard Munchs. Edvard Munchs are being stolen. If an artist made a lot of paintings, the guy who did the scream, Edvard scream, Munchs yeah. are being ripped off all the time. Because he made all these screams. He made tons of them. That's half the time when we were in LACMA or LACMA, however you say it. Yeah. Half the time we were in there, I was just like, I could totally steal this right now. Yep. I could just fucking. And I mean, I, I could just my, pop this off the wall. I walk out myself <laughs> thinking the ones that aren't under glass, like you know, I'm look. There was at one point where I was in front of like a Cezanne that wasn't under or, or, or a Rembrandt, and I was like, yeah. I could stab this. Yeah. I shouldn't be able to. I'm, I was yeah. holding a coffee that apparently I wasn't allowed to have yeah. in there until like a security guard an hour in was like, uh, excuse me, sir, you can't have that here. But I'm like this. Yeah, I the Norton Simon. Puts I could have tripped and just spilled it. The Norton Simon puts anything. all those paintings under thick ass glass, which yeah. makes them hard to look at. They're not as fun to look at because the the glare. But fucking a man. I mean, I here's the thing. When I look at a Rembrandt, in my mind, it's worth a hundred million dollars. Uh-huh. That dude's paintings look like they breathe. They look like they are alive. I don't know how he did it. The guy was just on some other level shit. Yeah. He's one, he, to me, he's the ma- greatest representational painter. He's total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Real piece of shit. Real piece. <laughs> his toothpaste sucks. Uh, yeah. Total <laughs> Anything worse than his paintings are his toothpaste. <laughs> uh, Mike Black, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, that was this fun. This was fun. This will probably, this will go up in like, Couple weeks. Do you have anything you want to plug, promote? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Mike Black Attack. Mike Black Attack. He's good. Okay, it's true. We did it. We did it, guys. Thank you for listening. Occasionally awesome. Go get into art. Art talk. Bye bye. Artie art.